Hello and welcome to the Super Spreader Show with Trish and Susie. We're here to infect you with truth and hope it spreads like a virus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. I want, we have a few topics, disclaimer or disclaimer, or I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> we are not talking about transgender people today. <laughs> You made the comment of while we were talking before the pre-show, you're like, I feel like I'm down with transgender, but literally we, there's something new every- I just saw another headline. I was like, I really want to talk about this, but nope, I'm not going to. I'll wait. I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I had to bring it up because I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, it's truly disgusting and we could talk about it every episode. Because it doesn't stop. <laughs> so today we are not going to talk about yeah. anything new in the transgender child mutilation world so um i i mean elections are coming we did that whole episode on dolly and Newsom. <laughs> i forgot his name and this time i wanted to swing all the way over to pennsylvania with fetterman and oz disclaimer i don't trust oz i don't trust most people anyways especially the politics but i mean oz is like Dem for life, Oprah, <laughs> you know how I feel about Oprah, but um, yeah, I don't trust Oz. So I don't know if everyone has seen that debate with, Fe so back, backstory, Fetterman has been in politics for a minute and um, he, he's running to um, this November for the Senate mm -hmm. and so is Dr. Oz. So Fetterman is a Democratic nominee for senate and oz is the republican unfortunately so we're gonna laugh a lot but it's more because it's like one of those like if you don't laugh you'll cry moments so we're not making fun of fetterman i just wanted to be clear on that because it's it's really sad so fetterman had a stroke recently like within a couple of months ago <sighs> saying that but this guy has not recovered and there is long lasting effects from the stroke and um i'm gonna play a few clips before i get into you know me i love to try to pick the brain of the dems or whoever is being crazy right now so i have like my little theory on on the whole fetterman side and then if you want to chime in, do you want to say anything before I play all these? So they debated, they debated a couple of nights ago and, um, I wanted to play like three, three short videos of his responses and, and we were laughing watching them, but it's just the fact that I can't believe this guy is up there talking. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I la I'm laughing at the Democrats who think we can't see through this. Like I'm <laughs> laughing because I can't believe they think that people are actually going to fall for what they're trying to do. And I don't know. You're probably going to get into that theory. <laughs> the, so I don't want to say it, the but theory. <laughs> it's no surprise to me. Sorry. Why Oop. you would do that to somebody. Yeah. But, I mean, they're doing it to Biden. So yeah. Um, yeah. I have a theory, but let me play. Um, I believe this is how Fetterman started the debate. Hold, bear with me for just a second. His opening yeah. statement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Here we go. Volume up. Go. 
for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. (laughs) So I'm saying I'm not making fun of him, but I mean, how can you not laugh? Like that was his opening statement, guys. Hi. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Do people talk? Do I? Am I missing something? Do people actually use that as a greeting? In Pennsylvania? Good evening. (laughs) Because I always think it's good evening if it's nighttime. And then when you leave, good night. You know, let me see. Oh yeah, he Maybe says goodnight. You're running. He says goodnight, Lieutenant Governor. Right. You're. Um, I had to recheck when you said that. Yeah, good evening. You know, and I'm sure that's probably what he meant. But I mean, I guess my research. I should have looked at other videos of him before the stroke, like, um, of him public public speaking, like. How did he sound? What words well, did he choose? Do you remember when he was at the women's thing and he's like, I'm John Fetterwoman. Oh, Instead yeah. Of, I mean, he'll Fetter say, man. He'll say stuff. But so. That was after the stroke. That was after? Oh, I thought it was before. But I don't oh, know. Oh, don't, don't quote me. I don't know either. But it's been, you know, within the recent. I mean, it's how he, he, how he can talk about. <laughs> he'll say things like that. I think he's, he seems pretty queer, quirky. Before. Before, you know? Yeah. You would say stuff like that? So, good night, everyone. Yeah, you're right. It's good. He Maybe should- that's how he greets everyone. I don't know. But it doesn't resonate with a lot of people. Because <laughs> no. that's not how popular culture... Well, like- we're all laughing. Because it's good evening, everybody. And yeah. that's the mistake he made. Yeah. So, here, here is... I don't know. There's one about fracking and then one about... I don't remember. Here's another response. And Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't I don't I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. OK, thank I stand and I do support Friday. <laughs> but he has, they have videos of him saying he doesn't. I, it was so, full on interview. Yeah. Yeah. It, Inter- being interviewed by people and saying he doesn't support it. So video. which one is it? Video. I mean, and he was adamant in 2018 about not fracking. It's, it's like, what can, what votes can How does get? that work with the Democrats passing their climate change? Policies. Yeah. How's so, how work? is he how supporting you... fracking now? Yeah. Let me see. I don't remember Kinda which weird. one I clicked. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So now it's his closing statement. So this is gonna, this is gonna end the debate. Here we go. Get back up again. You know, I'm also. I must correct. It. Ever got knocked down? That had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania. They ever got knocked down? That had to be made to get back up. And I've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. I started as a GED instructor back in in Braddock over 20 years ago because I believe it's about serving Pennsylvania, not about using Pennsylvania for uh, their own end interests as well. Uh, To me, careers are revealed by your, your real underlying values and my values have always been about fighting for forgotten communities all across pennsylvania 
All right. Thank you, Ms. <laughs> okay. So we've just listened to three clips of the debate. And, um, you know what would be fun (laughs) to play a view. So the view, which we call, there's only one view, Mm -hmm. um, they have come out with guns blazing once again, calling Oz a bully that, you know, people are making fun of Fetterman. And so I think that's the narrative right now for Fetterman, like, everyone's bullies but um yeah she and if you watch the debate which we highly recommend we have on the show notes right it will be on there oz was so patient he was so nice one thing we did find out um because fetterman's crew was trying to say that the um teleprompter was slow and there was misspellings and all this stuff right well, so that's, so one, we found out that Oz let Fetterman have a teleprompter so he can re also read the questions from that person. What, uh, what are they called? Like closed captioning? Is that yeah, what? it's of the, per, the interviewer or mm-hmm. whatever they're called. So as she's saying the, que- or he is saying the question to Fetterman, it's, He's also reading it because he had the stroke, which alarms like you can't be a senator. Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't want somebody with a mental disability to <laughs> to be representing my state. Right. But Oz allowed a teleprompter for Fetterman and um, Oz did not interrupt Fetterman. Fetterman interrupted Oz. And he never like raised his voice. And so um, the view wants to say that Oz is a bully and all this stuff. But you just have to watch the debate to know that that's not true. He was actually a very like a gentleman. Well, and he interrupted him when Dr. Oz was giving his closing statement. They have clips that we saw where John Fetterman interrupted him Mm -hmm. and he didn't lash back. He just waited for the moderator to remind him that, yeah, it's not your turn to speak, sir. (laughs) Yeah. And he just, you know, kept going like he could have. My okay. So my closing statement on the Fetterman story is Fetterman has been the DNC's guy for like whatever he's run for. Right. So Fetterman has been their guy. And so they knew that they were going to make have him um run for the senate but unfortunately he had a stroke i mean super close to voting because it's only been a few months right so i mean if your guy has a stroke i mean even six months before voting day right that's super like too close to the voting date but it it was less than that but um what do you do as a dnc because either you start over with a whole new person to run as your senator, as your guy, um, or you just throw up the towel and you throw Fetterman out there. The, I feel like, is there another option? I don't know. The, those are the two things that I thought of. I keep, I keep spitting and I don't know why. <laughs> um 
So I think obviously they went with the Fetterman route (laughs) and they will come back. I mean, you have that whole, you have a whole PR system behind these people. Like each person that runs has like a whole PR Mm -hmm. group, right? So I think that they're going to play on his disability, call people bullies as the view, like the, the media and the talk shows we already know is all for the Democrats. So then if you get enough media out there to call Oz a bully, um, because, you know, we all know someone that has a mental disability for from an accident, from an illness, like a stroke or born with one. Right. So that tugs at your heartstrings. They're not stupid. So let's call Oz a bully um, and and then hope that the Dems will vote for Fetterman because that's what Dems do. So either they already know Dems are already going to vote for Fetterman. So it's like, who cares? But then you have those independents and maybe, maybe some Democrats that are kind of like waking up that that's when they're going to go, Okay, oh, Oz, he's a bully without them even looking at the debate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they'll totally do that. So I think that's really smart of them. They love labels. They love yeah. like, just being able to have like a one word thing that they can regurgitate to yep. Agree. whoever, you know? Yeah. He's a bully. He's an ableist. Look at how, how rude they are making fun of Fetterman. And then I'm not saying it's right, okay. <laughs> but our side is you know, out there blasting this debate and clips and his fumbles. Like, yeah, I just played three of them. Um, and then they're like, thank you, because now we're going to show like, look at this person and they're making fun of Fetterman. You know where we learned that? We learned that when Trump was wearing those shoes at that one mm. VA, mm. he was at some sort of event for veterans or something. And then he was trying to walk down the the stage that was a slanted, it was yeah. a ramp. Uh huh. And he had these like leather shoes where you can, I've, I have shoes that have slippery soles where mm-hmm. I've like almost eaten it a few times. And so, but you know, that before they knew that they were the all, the whole media was like, yeah. is he fit to serve? He doesn't look like he's walking too good. He needs help walking Ooh. down the ramp. Like it was this whole thing. But, but then look at what happens with Biden. Like I feel like karma. Yeah. Karma, karma, karma. Like he barely like did a little slip down that ramp. And then you have Biden tripping on stairs Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Jill Biden trying to help him with his jacket. Like anyways, anyways, Um, that's my take on Fetterman. And that's why they continue to go with the stroke victim. Mm -hmm. Because they'll just do whatever they say. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they don't care. No, nobody cares. And then we found out. Is there a way to link that to our show notes, what I'm about to say about his wife? Yeah. Okay. Do I need to write that down? Jesse Waters um, state. Yeah. opener. So then we find out that Fetterman's wife is a bisexual from Brazil. So did I didn't know this. And they people, I don't know who I don't, I don't want to affiliate anyone from the media or whoever said this was saying like, she's like a Brazilian fang fang. If you don't know who Fang Fang is, I'm sorry. But if you do know who Fang Fang is, bear with me. So, and then Jesse Waters from Fox was like, lo and hold, we find out that Fetterman's wife's uncle, uncle is a Brazilian spy. 
Come I can on. do wiretapping and, you know. So convenient. I feel like our country has Project Veritas. <laughs> and then all the other countries have their spies with the Dems. I'm not saying that there are no spies with Republicans. I'm not. But I mean, Lord, there is like five huge high ranking Democrats that is confirmed that they have been with spies from other countries, China, Brazil. So I'm just saying, so Fetterman's wife is a spy or related to a spy. So there, I don't have fun with that one. Yeah. You have anything else on Fetterman that you want to say? No, I just, uh, I, I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be happening. And it's not fair to the people of Pennsylvania who are counting on someone to lead. And, you know, it's a, it's a lesser of two evils vote in my book. You know, you have to go with the lesser of two evils. So if yeah. I lived there, I'd be Oz. You know? Yeah, no, I would also. Uh, another point I wanted to make for our California election that was talked about in Pennsylvania is before this debate, there, there were, I don't know if you remember the percentage or number of people who already oh, right. mailed in their ballots yeah. before the debate. And then there are um, clips of Chris Cuomo <laughs> um, interviewing some Dems and um, independent voters after the um, debate. And they switched. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know what to say. They were like, uh, the independent was like, I'm voting for Oz. You know what I mean? So can you imagine mailing in your ballot already so early and then you watch the debate and then you're like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. So California, we are super close. Don't mail in your ballots. Don't, I don't know. I don't know what else yeah, to say. Anyways, I've, I would. Obviously, there are, there are absentee ballots for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And people can need to who need to use them should use them. But yeah. I think you know they created this whole just the way that they that I've become a, a Costco um, Instacart. Mm-hmm. I don't go to Costco anymore; I just use Instacart because it's just convenient, you know. So yeah. a lot of people are just using it as convenience mm-hmm. rather than going and doing what they should be doing. So yeah. So please I hope that people take it line. more seriously and mm-hmm. do go in person if they can. Obviously, if you can't, you can't. And then you wonder why the Dems push. Yeah. Um, just yeah, think about that. The mail the mailing out all mm-hmm. the belts to everyone. Super early before debates. <laughs> I mean yeah. yeah. And then push it. Send yeah. it in early. Yeah. Send it in early. Cause because they know the stories. Anyways. Okay, let's let's move on to um some uh, two other interesting stories. You have a personal story, but whenever whenever you want to talk about that. Yeah, I was thinking we could do it at the end since we're doing okay. like headlines or should yeah. I just mix it in? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I can tell. I can... <laughs> we'll see. What, what, what have... do you want to go on next? Let's stick with the news because it's just like, it's just okay. it's getting better and better. Okay. And then I'll end with my okay. my personal story. <laughs> I guess we can start with Brittany Griner then. I mean, the next one we can do. Yeah. So you want to. Um, so I don't know if you know who she is, but she's a WNBA basketball star who also played abroad. 
And if you're not familiar with her story, she was arrested in Russia with a marijuana possession. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a vape or vape something. Or some, yeah. And it was me. I think it was maybe even medical. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. But I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, maybe it was. But in Russia, you know, they have law and order. <laughs> they have communism too. They don't have, they're not all, but they do have law and order. And she got arrested. And, um, and they've been pleading. I don't know. Was it over a year now? I want to say it was a year. A, it's been a little, it's been a minute. No, because we we talked about it. We have not been a year old. Okay. So it's so less it's than a year. Last, within a year. And mm-hmm. um, they've pleaded with the Biden administration. Pleaded. To come get her <laughs> as our former president before Biden was able to get people out of China or other countries that we were in, in conflicts with. Tr- Trump. So Lon- Lonzo Ball or that family, the basketball players. Their last name is Ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sons, he has like four kids and they all play basketball. Mm-hmm. And Trump had just came into office. It was short. Like he had, I don't know how long. Anyways, um, and I want to say this, this brother was playing for college. And there was like four of them that went to a store and shoplifted and got caught. And they were like, in huge trouble in China, China, right? I think it was one of those countries. We're ninety percent sure it was yeah. China. You can and, check us. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. the what happens next. They were is in what matters. An, they were in a country where they would have got into serious trouble, and Trump stuck his neck neck out and got them all freed, all of them, and then the ball dad, whatever his name is like criticize Trump after the fact, like I don't give a if like, Oh, so frustrating. Anyways, I had to tell that story yeah. because Brady Griner had not a ton of weed. It was like in a vape thing. Yeah. Like it, I'm not justifying her. She broke the law in another country, but but should she be arrested for nine? I mean, you should for be nine years. nine years in prison for it either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we're releasing thousands upon thousands of people that have marijuana charges right now yeah. in our country. But um, it was, we were in limbo. We were like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Because I was super curious because, I mean, Brittany Griner has a wife. Mm-hmm. Is that? She who? sure does. Or Is- he sure. I'm not sure. I'm not the. <laughs> What is it called? The what's it called? Still out. The uh, verdict. The verdict is still out is, as to what she really is. Is Brittany Griner? Because if boy. you've ever heard her talk and how tall she is and everything like that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We it's, don't know. Well, we're it's a mystery to me. Well, just, she's, she goes as a woman. You know, she's a woman. she says she's a woman. She plays Brittany in the WNBA, <laughs> <laughs> not the NBA, but and Brittany Griner has a wife, and I mean, they even had celebrities begging the Bidens to to help like help them and I'm just saying she got sentenced to nine yeah years. that's how effective he is with geopolitics and how much respect he has from other world leaders <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. I, I th- you know and she was definitely you know again WNBA so NBA she was definitely vocal about the Black Lives Matter narrative 
um, the national anthem, kneeling for the national anthem, you know, all of that stuff, hook, hook line and sinker. She was yep. all about that. So I just find it again, karma mm-hmm. that, well, then you don't have to listen to it for nine years. <laughs> That's what this guy. <laughs> yeah. What did I Nick, was going to say? Read it. Nick Adams and his, I think this is a tweet. And it says, Brittany Griner is being transferred to a Russian penal colony where she will spend the next nine years after losing her appeal. Thankful Brittany landed in a place where she won't have to hear our terrible and oppressive national anthem again for the foreseeable future. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the bro you voted, you know, into office, he ain't doing jack, you know what, for you. Like, he can't. <laughs> Nobody respects him. He has no, he has no weight to throw around nope. on the world stage. They, are just, they laugh him out of the room, I'm yep. sure. Oh. And Rush is like, yeah, that's not a priority for us. You can go suck it, you know? Oh, like, I'm sure care. they were happy. Oh, yeah. They're just oh, like, yeah. oh, ho, ho. American. American in nine nine years WNBA player. Yeah. <laughs> Throw go back away to the, where the hole you, you crawled out of. Like, I'm sure, you know? I like your Russian accent. They don't accent. care. I worked for a, Rus- a Russian. Uh, oh. What? In a, a Russian? A, Ru- a spy? A Russian. Are you spying on us now, no, no, Susie? No, no, I'm just kidding. He, he his... He's actually Jewish, oh. Jewish Russian, oh. but spoke Russian. Okay. He was not a fan of actual Russians. Russia. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So I we That's had to get stuff. that off our chest. So yeah, I just feel like, you Karma. know, careful what you say about the US cuz when you're <laughs> when you're in a find yourself in a position like this and you want to come back here to this terrible awful country. <laughs> well, you might just get what you uh wish for. Yeah. So well, enjoy Russia. We'll see. We'll see how long she stays there. I think it would be like hilarious if like Trump runs again and he gets elected and then he goes and gets her. <laughs> oh my God. Like, there you go. <laughs> you know what I, I want? Know. I, just think- I want somebody. I would love to run into. <sighs> What's the. Colin rap- Kaepernick? No, the, oh. ra- the rapper, not Dr. Dre. The other Jay-Z? one. Or- Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Because Ice Cube had a letter from Black America and he went and had a meeting with Trump because Trump had this whole platinum platinum package or whatever package mm-hmm. thing that he was rolling out and Ice Cube went over there and had a meeting with him and had nothing but good things to say and they slammed Ice Cube to the point where like I feel I mean he he went on and faced Chris Cuomo, Cuomo on a I mean zoom faced mm-hmm. but um and Cuomo had to like apologize right and um to Ice Cube but they were slamming Ice Cube and he he did come out swinging a bit right like um don't call me out type of thing and then but it's just fr- it's maddening because it, Biden comes out and says, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Mm-hmm. And then it's crickets. And then I want to just be like, where's Ice Cube? Mm-hmm. Because what I mean, it has been two years. And what has he done for the black community? Because that's what they're all about. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with like. Why do you got <laughs> why do you got to have out one race, whatever, but I'm not saying I agree with like, oh, there is a platinum package type of thing. But I'm just saying that he went to Trump like a professional, right? Why it was him? I don't know. But what, where, where is he now? And are, is he upset? 
Is he upset that is, Biden yeah. can't even get Brittany Griner yeah, out know. of Russia? Did you notice in the Super Bowl performance how they had, you know, um, Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. Eminem, who's not from California. You know, I thought it was going to be like Cali rappers. Mm-hmm. And that, that did that whole. And yeah. Ice Cube was not in that show. I mean, he's yeah. L.A. as you can be. He is. And he wasn't, he wasn't in there. And why? I just thought that was interesting. That mm. Like, why wasn't he in that performance? You know? That is. I'm just curious what, yeah, I'm curious where he went. And, like, I, you just don't, I don't do, is he, like, out in Hollywood right now and in, in stuff? And, I don't know. Because know? I'd, I don't listen to the he's music. Just, like, he's flying under the radar or something. Where is Ice Cube? <laughs> Hashtag where is Ice Cube? Do, do the people, do people still use those? I don't know. <laughs> Wow, that's a good point because, yeah, I mean, he's not in any of the news, but I, I'm really curious. But yeah, he did do that whole thing, and then what happened, right? Because I remember the Biden administration told him, "We'll meet with you afterwards." After, after we, we win, yeah. And I was I like, "How that. does that not make you mad?" Yeah. Oh wow! So you're gonna meet with me after yeah. we win? Yeah. And did they meet? I have so no, many questions for did. Ice Cube. I don't think they ever so did. did Biden meet with you, Ice Cube, in your yeah. Black America letter? Yeah. Does, has he rolled out a platinum package of his own? How is the black community doing right now? I have so Let's many questions. On, is he on Twitter? Let's see. <laughs> I have so many questions for Ice Cube. Anyone listening know Ice Cube? I would love to talk to him. <laughs> I'm sure he would love to talk to me. <laughs> he's on a, He's on Twitter. When was his last his tweet? last post? Where's the date? Oh, 19 hours ago. So he's been. What, but what on did Twitter. he say? Oh, he's t- he's having a beef with someone named Lucy Ortiz. <laughs> One thing, Ice Cube, hashtag Ice Cube, and hashtag Kanye West, Kanye West have to understand: most of the black community aren't interested in being part of the GOP. Oh, GOP fascist party. It looks like Ice Cube is going to meet the same fate Kanye met. I just signed a deal with Luminosity for TV and film projects that might tank now. And he said, "Stop praying for my downfall, Lucifer." <laughs> That was his response. Oh. So he signed on. Um, when's the last tweet he had? That was, he's been tweeting, yeah, 23 hours ago. He has a Power 106. Oh, they're saying that he's going to be on. He has a song Too Big or something. Oh, so he's still making so he's music? Like, you know, he's, oh, Twitter's like, you need to sign in if you want to say anymore. They're not letting me go any farther. Uh, joke's on you, Twitter. <laughs> should we go to Twitter now? Oh, yeah. Oh, are we joining Twitter? Tomorrow, no, 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 guys. I'm saying should oh. we go on to Twitter now? Oh, that's actually... <laughs> you hit that out of the park. That Let's was move next- on to... You're on Twitter. Let's go on to the Twitter story. Shocking. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm on one today. Yeah. Um. So Elon Musk is supposedly... Taking over Twitter tomorrow. As far as I know. That's, I mean, he walked in the headquarters with a freaking sink (laughs) in his hands. And he said, let that sink in. (laughs) I don't, I, I, as everyone knows, if you've been listening at all, I have trust issues with everyone in that world. No, no, no. In that, like, (laughs) in the public. Anyone who's famous. At a certain level. Famous politicians. Anybody, uh, yeah. The famous Christians, I don't like any of them. Um, I don't trust any of them. But I am here for the show mm-hmm. because Twitter has lost their mind. The workers at Twitter have lost their minds. And Elon Musk just walked in with a sink. 
I'm here for the comedy hour, I guess. And we yeah. will see. Like I said, I don't trust him, but I am here for the Twitter employees' heads exploding. Mm-hmm. For him walking in with the sink, I am here for the show. I don't know about you. I'm here for the show. So yeah. we, you're going to read a letter mm-hmm. from like all the Twitter employees, like they, <laughs> like Black America, like it's signed Twitter <laughs> workers. Oh, there you go. Okay. Twerkers. <laughs> oh, ew. I don't want to see that, any that, of them. Maybe? Twerkers. <laughs> is that what they call? Oh. No, I just made that up. Ew. This is Twitter workers are, and I, I, just I, I, I call it twatter. Oh yeah. It's not like it. And so I'm just like twerker, oh. twerkers, the twerkers. Oh God. Yeah. So he basically, I don't know the full, um, history of this sentiment, but apparently he's planning to get rid of 70, 75% of the workforce. Yes, and so I don't think these these Gen Zs and millennials know what to do with themselves. Like <laughs> I don't think they've ever been threatened like that before, right? They've just been able to do their censorship and push their liberal agenda that they all have coming out of college, freshly indoctrinated. So <laughs> I don't know if they know what to think. But like, there on the one hand, there's this funny video, and I'll put the this link from Citizen Free Press, which is a site that we use to get a lot of our headlines from, <laughs> and they they're good about like they lump a category, they lump like a subject into one. Um, link so they have like this video of this twitter employee that goes into the office for the first time and she's just going around she's like i got my matcha tea (laughs) and i'm looking at this yoga studio we have in here and then i'm gonna book my meeting and you know she's she's talking just like you sound just like her they have this weird inflection you know it's like that vlog inflection now i'm gonna go you know and that's how she talks and everyone's just like as you can tell social media Employees work really hard. I want to work. Say, I want to work at Twitter. Yeah, all she's showing is all the like fun stuff they have there instead of like doing their actual jobs, which makes a lot of sense now yeah. why they censor things because they're yeah. not actually reading anything; they're no. just censoring stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so they have that video on there, and so then you have people just like making fun of them because then they they wrote a, a collective letter, and um, this one guy, his name's Jason Howerton. He has a blue check, so I don't I don't know who he is, but he's a blue check which means he's like verified. So he's somebody, Mm -hmm. somebody more important than me. I wouldn't have a blue check. Um, And it says Twitter employees are so entitled and unaccustomed to accountability, accountability. They've sent a letter to the owner of the company with a litany of demands. (laughs) That's not how life works, kids. (laughs) If I wanted to keep my job, I'd be making it clear to Elon Musk how much value I bring to the company. But these people don't know (laughs) what that is. They're just, they're super entitled, right? So they send a letter and it go, I'm going to read it in my inflection. We demand of current and future leadership, respect. We demand leadership to respect the platform and the workers who maintain it by committing to preserving the current headcount. Safety. We demand that leadership does not discriminate against workers on the basis of their race, gender, disability, sexual orientation, or political beliefs. We also demand safety for workers on visas who will be forced to leave the country they work in if they are laid off. Protection. We demand Elon Musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, those both listed in the merger agreement and not. Example, remote work. In other words, we demand to be able to keep working remote. I'm just putting that little... We demand leadership to establish and ensure fair severance policies for all workers before and after any change in ownership mm-hmm. and dignity. We demand transparent, prompt, and thoughtful communication around our working conditions. We demand to be treated with dignity and to be not be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. 
Sincerely, Twitter workers. Like, can you? I just can't imagine. What do you think Elon Musk did imagine. when he read that? He's probably. That's why I brought the sink in. He was probably like, yeah, seventy five percent, maybe ninety are gone now. Like, he just upped the percentage. I would. I'd be like, bye. And then, like, um, there's more text. I don't think I read this part. Did I say? You I don't think I reading. read this one part, but then yeah. the, the same guy, he's all there. They're also worried Elon firing employees will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. So it says Elon Musk's plan to lay off 75% of Twitter workers will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. Like, how do you mean exactly the one sided conversation that you force on everyone because of the truth isn't on your side? Of your ideology, it just doesn't, it gets a label slapped on it or gets taken down or you completely close people's accounts that they've had because they said one thing that you don't agree with. Like, I don't know. The threat of this magnitude is <laughs> reckless, undermines our users and customers' trust in our platform and is a transparent act of worker intimidation. Like, I just- I love your Twitter people, voice. <laughs> oh my gosh, these people, are they drive me nuts and they're com pure comedy on like- all together because they are just so out of touch. They have no idea. And they think they go into these jobs percent. straight out of college yeah. and they think that they know more than like doctors mm -hmm. and actual professionals. Yeah. They censor them and or kick them completely yeah. off. Yeah. They have no, you don't <laughs> respect. You want respect. You have zero respect <laughs> for people who don't agree with what you say. Like you just completely shut their account down and they lose everything they've ever posted. All the people that follow them. Yeah. Okay. If that's what you mean by respect, go. you're going to get some real, real soon. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll get some of that respect right back. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just hilarious. That you got to love it. So That was good. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, we're just here to watch. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't, I agree. I'm not, I don't really know that much about Elon Musk, you know, as far as his character and stuff. I do like that he spoke out against censoring viewpoints mm -hmm. that are different. I mean, he does make points and he runs, you know, he's the richest mm -hmm. person in the world, right? I think he is. Single, like well that i thought it I was mean, amazon but i think it's him i mean not okay not, not i know what you mean yeah okay. he's not the richest people in the world you don't know who they are and that's by design but he's the richest <laughs> like pop culture person i Correct. would say or like he's, CEO the, of he's the richest person that, that they're telling about. us yeah that they allow because us to know they're, they're not talking about the vanderbilts and the Vanderberg, well, I don't vanderbilt remember. yeah vanderbilt and the rothschilds and yeah. oh, i mean those families mm -hmm. But he's the richest person that they are telling us is the richest person. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Jeff Bezos. I don't know. Right. Whatever. Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. So that was good. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> I do want, you know, I like, I like that he's, that I like the idea that he's going to go in there and shake things up and <laughs> cause some ruckus that needed to be caused there. <laughs> and I don't think they really, you know, I think they thought it was empty threats for a while and they weren't, nothing was going to happen. So. Yeah. They, yeah. that letter shows that they, are literally living in a alternate universe. Yeah. Oh my who's gosh. That, who's the girl that um, went after libs of TikTok and went to her family? What is her name again? That reporter. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know her name. I'm going. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But she, uh, what is her name? It's gonna come to me like when I'm when I'm like randomly driving all by myself <laughs> and be like, that's her name. But she. Um, you know, you have all these people that they know they're not going to get censored on there on pla on platforms like Twitter. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, oh, I keep thinking of her name. Like it comes to me and then I just lose it. But um, she, she, you know that we love libs of, t- libs of TikTok mm-hmm. because that woman exposes a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so she gets, she gets banned off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then this reporter who's like a WAPO, Washington Post mm-hmm. reporter. Oh, her name is on the top of my I know. Phone. Morgan? So, no, it's not Morgan. No. It's something like that, though. I was going to look her up, but. Um, she, you know, she now, it's like these people know that their heads might be on the chopping block. Their accounts, I mean. Like, yeah. they're not going to get be able to get away with what they get away with. And Libs of TikTok has, like, a Twitter feed of hers where she's like, find me on sub, Substack, you know. And, like, Substack is kind of one of those things that yeah. was born out of all the censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the parallel universe that people post on. And so she used to uh, make fun of it all the time, I guess. <laughs> Libs of t- you know, used to make fun of Substack. And now she's like, Libs of TikTok, I'll find it on my um, Instagram real fast. She's like, oh, look at the uh, irony of who's on Substack now. Is she on Substack well, now? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then her name's Taylor. That's what it is. Taylor Lorenz. Taylor Lorenz, yeah. Oh, so this is her latest one. felt good. It says, Taylor Lorenz practically campaigned Substack to ban my account. She also ridiculed me for promoting it amid my numerous Twitter suspensions. And look at her now. She pushed her Substack four times in the last 12 hours because of Elon buying Twitter. <laughs> what a hypocritical hack. So she's like, about to reach Ken Klippenstein levels of newsletter promotion before Twitter implodes. Subscribe here. And then she has her oh um, Substack. And she's doing it like four times in like, she said, four times in 12 hours. <laughs> wow. So, Yeah. It's I mean, she, be she's been a hypocrite from day one oh, because yeah. she was going to relatives' houses and pestering them of, of the libs of TikTok girl, right? Yeah. And then somebody did it to her and she she's went crying. on social media and, and did an interview and was crying. Yeah. And you're like, you've been doing this for like a year and it happened to you and now you're crying. Yeah. Just like Patrice Coolers, Coolers from BLM. Candace Owens is eight months pregnant, talking politely at her gate. Trying to talk to her. Trying to just do a sit down. And she's online crying. It's, I'm uh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm so mad right (laughs) now. Par for the liberal course right there. Yeah. (sighs) Let me take a deep breath. Too funny. That will be, that's a good, let's let's end it with your story. Yeah. And then, yeah. So we'll go from news headlines to Susie's headlines of my own life. (laughs) So, um. My daughter is a freshman in high school and she has, she's very similar to me in a lot of ways and then not similar to me <laughs> in a lot of ways. So it's an interesting relationship we have. And I was an athlete growing up and I really do appreciate the value of team sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, it doesn't just teach you how to compete. It doesn't teach, it doesn't just teach you how to be a team team player yeah. and things like that. You know, it gives you um, social skills. It gives you skills you can oh, take it with sure. the rest of your life. Yep. And while I understand that sports is not for everybody, my daughter does have a certain level of natural ability. So like, believe me, I'm the first person that if I see someone who's not athletic, I'm not going to encourage them to keep doing it, you know, <laughs> yeah. including my own child. Like yeah. I would have been like, yeah, this isn't for you. Yeah. But she yeah. will, sh- when she thinks I'm not looking or when she has like a moment of clarity or she like actually listens to me, she does well. And she's playing a sport that I don't play, that mm-hmm. I didn't play, which is part of, you know, what makes everything work okay. Cause yeah. I tried to put her in the sport I played in and I thought I was going to lose my, you know what? <laughs> it was, it was just not a good thing. 
<laughs> for some people it works, but for yeah. me and my kid and the, like our, where our personalities like diverge or whatever, um, it just doesn't work. And so I got her into a different sport and um, she has the build for it. And it's just, you know, I can see the potential in her so clearly, <laughs> but she doesn't see it in her. She just, she's had a, she's had a string of experiences that are partly her fault for how she conducts herself or didn't, you know, what she did or didn't do. And also partly the fault of, you know, the, what she was a part of the, yeah. the coaches and just, you know, I find blame on both sides. And so, um, I made her go out for her, uh, her, her, her team at school and she made, made it cause she, you know, when yeah. she's up against like adversity to like in tryouts and stuff and knows, you know, she'll, she'll do what she has to do. Right. Yeah. That's how I know she can do it. And she's <laughs> just messing with me the rest of the time. And so she made the team and, um, but then, you know, fell in, I think she fell into some old habits mm. and also a combination of who was running things, you know, yeah. was just a repeat. And there's just something inside of me that's like, I'm not going to let her go out like this. And I've had conversations with her earlier in this year that was like, you need to show me, you know, that you are in it to win it and you need to do what you got, you need to do. And that's all I'm asking. Yeah. I don't even care if you mess up, but I need to know that you're yeah. out there doing what you're supposed to be doing and concentrating and going for it, you know, and competing. And if you can do that, then I'll let you quit. Like I used to, and I used to think like, am I crazy? Like, why am I doing that? Why am I putting myself through this? <laughs> why am I, you know, but there's just something inside me that is like, I'm not, I know the value of what mm -hmm. she's going to be missing out on. And it's not like she's coming to me with other solutions to what she could do. Yeah. You know, and I think deep down inside, she knows that it's not supposed to be like this, you know? So I just continually pushed her and I, and I said, you know, I'm not going to let you quit until you're mastering this, this sport and you're bored of it. That's when you can quit. That's kind of how I would say it to her. Still thinking like, I'm yeah. crazy. I'm a crazy person, you know? But then my mom sent me this um, post on Instagram. She messaged me. Now I have to go find it because I went and looked for the lips of TikTok. But um, it was, or no, did you send it to me? Someone sent it to me. Or I sent it to you because yeah. I remember, okay, you my mom had sent it to me. it to me and then I sent it to you saying we should talk about this. And it's a post and the advice, it says, um, let me go to the first slide. It's like a full 10 slides. It says, what to do if your child wants to quit a sport? And it says advice from an, from an Olympic gold medalist. I don't think it says who the medalist is, but it's an advice from an athlete. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I feel already that I can relate to this because this is me trying to give my kid advice about something I'm familiar with. And um, it says, imagine your child comes back from a practice and says, I hate karate. It's too hard. Definitely been there. I don't want to do this anymore. Definitely been there. Um, just tell them this. Okay, you can quit, but not today. I was like, huh, what does that mean? And then it explains it. We all have bad days when we want to quit. When someone feels, when something feels hard, our brain and body resist because they yeah. want us to be comfortable. But if we quit on a bad day, we will never become great at something. And we might regret this later. So here's the deal. You can quit on a good day. When you have a successful day and you still want to quit, let's talk. This approach normalizes struggle, which builds resilience and honors your child's choice if they want to try something else. We all have these days when it's just too hard, but build resilience, adopt this mantra, never quit on a bad day. So this is, comes from Big Life Journal is the account. 
Um, but yeah, so yeah. these are basically, it was basically reaffirming, like, I mean, this, I didn't say it in that eloquent of a way, but that was basically yeah. what I was trying to tell her is like, if you quit when you are defeated or when you don't do something well, and especially if you're a part of the issue, which I think you are, then it's going to follow you. I told, I did yeah. tell the story. It's going to follow you with whatever you try to do next. If you don't learn to overcome this adversity that you're having, you're going to, it's never going to, it's going to follow you. Yeah. And I feel like I finally got through to her. Maybe it was just my, maybe it was just the day she was having, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, but I remain hopeful. Like I yeah. have a deeper, like deep down hope that, you know, if I'm doing everything I can as her mother and I told her that I said, I'm not being your parent. If I let you le quit like this, I yeah. just am not, it goes against everything I'm about. And so, um, I had her try out for an, uh, another team to, because, you know, and her in the program that she has at school, she's going to have to keep training, you know, she's going to play. Cause I said, I said, what are you going to do? Like, what are you, yeah. what are you going to do? I'm going to hang out with my friends. Okay. Like how long, you know, what are you going to do? She's like, I don't know. We're going to hang out. And I'm thinking, yeah. So there's like a balance to life that yeah. everybody needs. Everybody. Yeah. And if you don't like have, you can't really, you're never going to, you're not going to enjoy it. it. Like that. And I learned that about myself. Yeah. Like if you don't have something that you are working for mm -hmm. and working towards and you're just constantly like in vacation mode and yeah, yeah I mean, I go on a lot of vacations. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but I mean, I, there's a balance, mm -hmm. you know, that you can enjoy your downtime and enjoy hanging out if you've earned it, so to speak, which, you know, you just can't be laying around all day. So like I knew if she doesn't try out for the for this, I don't know what we're gonna do because yeah. we don't have a plan. Like we've been investing in this path for her for several years, and although it's been a headache, I know that you know it needs to get to a certain point before I can let her stop and feel good. You know, feel like I've done my job as a parent. So she did. She went and tried out for another for a team to, to train with. Over, you know, and she made it. How and did so, she feel about that? Like was she did she was she vocal at all? afterwards mm -hmm. i mean you could tell that she well it's funny because they don't tell you right away but when my husband and i picked her up because we didn't watch we didn't want her to have distractions oh, good. you know yeah i even I, I even offered i said i'll i'll call you know another friend of yours mm -hmm. that i know could go with you and she's like even she was like mm, i don't want it. i can't have any distractions so i know there's little things that i've said that i've gotten through to her yeah that she made that decision and so when we picked her up from the trout she was like I totally made it, <laughs> you know? Wow. And that's like, I feel yeah. like a lot of her confidence has been torn down. Mm -hmm. That needs to be built back up. And again, it's part yep. of her initiative and what she's going to change about her own behavior and attitude out yeah. there that's going to bring it back. But, you know, she also needs to find the right fit. And so we're, we're hopeful and we'll see how it goes. But I just, yeah, when my mom sent that, I thought, I know I'm not the only parent that struggles with this. And so. Yeah. And being a parent, that that's so hard because I have my youngest in fifth grade wants to quit baseball and baseball is my love. And I'm, I will selfishly say that I don't want him to stop and he's good at it and he has fun out there. So it's like you, it's like, I know right now what's best for you. Funny quick story is my almost 18 year old is all about like rodeos and bull riding, right? It's hilarious. And then I go, do you remember when you were like five? Cause he's always been an adrenaline junkie. True story. I want, they start them off riding sheep. So like to become a bull rider, you, <laughs> you start like sheep. at three and four Aww. riding sheep. They're like poofy. Like yeah. Padding. So they're like in their cowboy gear, little guys and they're riding sheep. And I was like, you were like, 
absolutely not. And he will still bring, this was recent. I brought it up and he was like, why didn't you make me? He was like, he's so mad because all he wants to do is ride bulls. But it's like, you're 18 now (laughs) with no experience. And I was like, yeah, but he's like that guy on um, Yellowstone. He started late. (laughs) Jimmy. (laughs) Jimmy. Um, He needs to skip the meth part, but he can learn how to ride. You can learn how to ride a bull. I and he but he's so I just wanted to say that because he's 18 and I know this this is not parallel to your story, but No, it's the same thing. He's like, why didn't you make me? And the funny thing is my 10-year-old wants to quit, you know, and my 18-year-old plays baseball too. And he's like, No, no, Nick, like you need to listen to mom's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It kind of is like this help like older brother thing because he's like but i mean he's still not he wants to quit or whatever and and then we finally made the deal with my 10 year old like you're gonna play baseball until you're like 13 and then we will see from there like we're we're done giving him the option and then on just for the non-athletes out there my middle child is a non-athlete non-athletic anyways he quit sports when he was like eight but he's a brainiac and over the, and he got into math to accelerated. I don't even know the name of it. Anyways, he's a sophomore in high school. This class is because he will be in calculus senior year. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Anyways. I didn't make it that far. (laughs) I I for sure barely know how to add. Anyways. So the teacher was like, he's in this class because he will be in calculus. Right. And, um, Wow. Okay. Over the summer in July, we get an email saying he has everyone, everyone in this class for the upcoming year has 15 hours of homework that needs to be done by the first day of school. Oh my goodness. And he is very quiet, like rule follower for the most part that I know of (laughs) through a fit. He was like, get me out of this class. I am not doing it. I was like, you need to hold up because for me, I don't, ha- I don't have a brain for <laughs> most things. I don't know how I graduated high school. So like I look at him and you know, when somebody has something you don't have yeah, and you're like, God, you, ha- you, you with a good, this a goodwill hunting moment yes i'm like <laughs> you're ben, ben affleck yeah it's like please i need you to stay in this class for me right like do it for me God. no that's a terrible no. accent how do they talk i don't know um, boston right yeah, boston boston i was like do absolutely not and i was like we will chip away at this right he finished it all this stuff well they've been in school for two and a half months i don't even know but they had um a major test like weeks ago and he got a 94 and the class, what is it? Average. When average was 54%. Okay. Oh, so then good hunting. this week they had midterms or whatever. Cause the quarter is ending and um, he's like, Oh, I got my test score back. And I was like, what is it? He's like 19 out of 17. What? <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> and like, then, but 19 is yeah i was like was there extra credit and he goes no and he didn't know what she did and how she graded it but he got the perfect score on his test even though it was two points higher 
And he goes, she made a point to say that it has been 10 years since someone has got a perfect score on that test. (laughs) And this fool wanted to quit because he didn't want, he didn't, he's late. He's so smart, but he's lazy. Yeah. That's how smart people can be. They're just, it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. That's. And That's he didn't let study. Jasmine quit. Yeah, no. <laughs> when you're bored, but I didn't. I was like, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, he would be bored not in for you. Freaking not for you, but I'm saying for like if you get to that level of your sport, then you can. <laughs> so I just wanted bored. to throw those stories out there because yeah. he wanted to quit Don't let kids and quit. I no, as a mom, I wanted to quit for like. Okay, you know what? That is ridiculous. Yeah. Fifteen hours of your summer. And and then I was like, and then the other side of me was like, fool, you've done nothing all summer. <laughs> Literally, he did nothing all summer. And I was like, you can spare 15 yeah. hours to work your brain, right? So yeah. it was just like that double-edged yeah. sword of, you want my, I want to let my kid quit. You have the devil in the angel. Yes. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have it just one way. I, I feel the tug and mm-hmm. it's not fun and it it's hard to like, Make your kids do something that you know. Mm-hmm. But so I had all three examples. I have one kid mad because I didn't force him to ride sheep when he was five <laughs> or whatever. And then, you know, I have ones that wanting to quit sport and then quit a hard math class that he is freaking soaring in. Yeah. So stick, stick your, mm-hmm. stick to your horses. Yeah. Right sheep <laughs> yeah there's definitely this phenomenon right now with parents and kids with just how everything is and without getting into that subject we said we yeah. were going to talk about yeah um but oh. just you know mm-hmm. giving oh, yeah. into like their truth what their truths are like live your truth or you know yeah. like parents don't they don't know how to say no to their kids anymore they don't know they and kids need boundaries and they need limits and they need you know guidance. structure and guidance they need it we are in lack of vitamin n in this country <laughs> vitamin no vitamin no yeah and we just we need to get our butts in gear parents Mm -hmm. we are we need to remember we are in charge Mm -hmm. that's a good way to end it yeah yeah just say no just say no that's the title or vitamin no one of of those vitamin n vitamin n yeah (laughs) you've been listening to the super spreader show with trish and Susie. you can find us on our website superspreadershow.com instagram true social And you can listen to this podcast on our website, like I just said, and Spotify and Anchor FM. Bye. Bye.